Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Another podcast. Another opportunity to help you get this right. We know many of you aren't going to do that. We do. We know that. But darn it, we want you to. So we're going to keep we're going to keep flogging this one until it's well, we we hope it doesn't die fast. We hope it actually dies slowly because if this one dies fast, we're all going to be in a world hurt because of all of you. Mm. See, Tom would be nicer because all of you idiots out there who fall for the stupid stuff. Jeez. Really, get over it. Uh, we're, what are we talking about, Tom? You know, we're, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention. Hi, hey, look at me. I'm Don McDonald hanging out in Florida. Just got out of the pool. Can't do a thing with my hair. I am. I'm, I was celebrating. Your hair looks okay. Wait, your right. hair looks the same today as it does every other day. You never do anything with your hair, it just I settles on your forehead, and that is that. Get yeah, real, I dude. The, I cut it with the Floby. I actually have a part. They said, what was it where somebody wrote, never trust a man who doesn't have a part? I don't know. So whatever. No, don't trust me then because I, I don't not, have uh, one. Nothing. I have never in my entire life parted my hair. Really? Ever. Wow. Never. That's, no. Not once. I got to rethink our it relationship from, based it, on that. It went from this long. Yeah. And it gradually okay, this, got Most people shorter. are listening to us. They can't see when you're saying this long. He's showing oh, his shoulders. See, it's the podcast. If you want to see what we do, go to YouTube and watch the podcast. Please. It's on YouTube. Pretty please. And we have 600 and subscribers. Okay. Um, 600,000? 600. That oh. joke. Yes. And I will it's, keep it's, like like beating, flogging the dead horse. That, that will be that, flogged and flogged and till the whip is broken, dude. Okay, that joke sorry. is showing its age. <laughs> like, oh, this is others. where I break the fourth wall. Oh, I'll go to this camera for breaking the fourth wall. That's a good idea. Go ahead and break it. That might improve uh, ratings. By the way, so I'm Don McDonald in Florida, just out of the pool at the beautiful Kessler Bohemian. I love these little boutique hotels. They're just great. It's like it's five blocks away, but it's like going away without COVID because I didn't get on a plane. Um, and over there in the Seattle area near Seattle. He's kind of across Lake Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the star of a PBS program oh. way back in the olden days. Oh, come on. That's, called yeah. Something About Money. No, it's not what it was called. Something About Mary. Yeah, no, that was a movie. That. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mr. Thomas C., <laughs> as in Charles Cox. The program was called, and I want all the respect that's due for the name of that program, it was called Serious Money. Thank yeah, you. and when yeah. you watched it, you went, "This what? is really a okay." Too you were on me. the show twice, dude. Come and, on! And the only time the mood lightened 
was when I was on the show. Oh, that was it, huh? Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. That you not got true. into fights with everybody. I, were, Did you were, fight with Wade Crook? There were, yes, Wade ended Did up. Did you the, fight with some guy from Boeing or somewhere? Yeah, that didn't turn out well. There was some anger yeah. with the guy that uh, that did the payday. There was the president of the Payday Loan Association for the great state of Washington. He is still the president of the loan. Anyway, don't get me going. Yeah, he got mad at yeah. me. And, and well, speaking of payday loans, yeah. which are just total <laughs> ripoffs. Yeah, please. Um, we really need to talk again about cryptocurrencies. Now, you understand that there are almost 3,000 traded cryptocurrencies with a current market valuation north, this number just blows me away, north of $2 trillion. Now, some of them are Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just, well, Bitcoin's the big one. And Bitcoin is just, we basically, Bitcoin says, we're nothing. We're whatever you want us to be. We're not worth anything. You want to trade a Bitcoin for something? Well, good luck. It's whatever somebody else is willing to pay. But there are others that are asset-backed cryptocurrencies. And one of the biggest of those is one called Tether. And Tether's pretty big. And Tether is starting... Well, there have been a ton of articles, and I mean a ton well, of articles. Well, and this came to more attention because my favorite business publication, Bloomberg, did a lengthy, I don't know, several thousand word piece that I guess you probably couldn't access it unless you have a subscription to Bloomberg. But they wrote a very lengthy piece. Uh, let me just go back to the beginning. <laughs> they said it's known as a stable coin. Right, because it's right because each one is supposed to be backed by a dollar in assets. Right, it, except here in the third paragraph, which I think is critical, it says exactly how Tether is backed, or if it's truly backed at all, has always been a mystery. Now that might not be a big deal if it was a few hundred dollars. Might be a bigger deal mm -hmm. if it's a few thousand dollars. But now we're talking. I was astounded. There are sixty-nine billion tethers. In circulation, $69 billion with a B. That means that they have to know where, if this truly is backed one-to-one, -one, as it says, where is the $69 billion that is backing all of this? Where Tom, is the money actually we're held? we're talking real money. Thank you for that. Yeah, so they ran around and tried to, tried to find it. These reporters mm -hmm. went to, like, the Bahamas, and they called people in China, and they... <laughs> what are they? They walk in the beaches Pretty in the Bahamas hey, in the metal detector. Have you seen any money from Tether? Any were, money laying around? Uh, they couldn't find any of it. I mean, they went to people on Wall Street and said, are there going to be trades from these? Nope, never heard a word from them. Hmm. Can't find mm. it. And Tether's response is, oh, that's, those are outdated. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know. Not, not, a, not a, I think of the expression in my business used to be called non-denial denial. denial. You're just like not answering the question, just denying it, but not saying, here's where it is. Mm -hmm. uh, so if that's not enough to make you nervous, uh, how about the folks that run the Bank of England? Kind of a, They're pretty stodgy. Pretty stodgy, pretty, you know, so the, the guy, a guy Because named, it's not just the Bank of England, it's yeah, the, the, the Bank, Bank of England. It's the Bank of, the Bank of England. England. <laughs> we are the money center of the world and have been since the dark ages. Yeah, well- they're, yes, stodgy, conservative. Uh, the deputy governor for financial stability says there are 
well-founded concerns around unbacked cryptocurrencies in relation to investor protection, market integrity, and financial crime. Well, we've been saying that for a long time, so there's nothing new there. But here's the part that gets scary. He says that a massive collapse collapse in the price of cryptocurrencies to as low as, and we've said this before too, zero is, quote, a certainly, certainly a plausible scenario and that there was a possibility of contagion across the global financial sector. Hmm. Sounds a little like 2008. Let's put that into other words for you. Yeah. Cryptocurrencies could cause collapse. Market collapse, a crash. You who are playing cryptocurrencies may very well be responsible for the next great plummeting of stock prices and the loss of, I, I honestly believe these numbers are right, that the losses could amount to $2 trillion. It just annoys me. And and, and there are so many of these Johnny-come-lately advocates. I'm just sick to death of hearing uh, all these folks jumping on the bandwagon now when prices are already beyond stupid. Okay, well, so since you got your experts, I'm going to go get mine. I went and did a little research on you? my own. Wait, I did Tom it on did my research? own. I did it on my I own. I do all the research. I know. I went on. I think it's called the World Wide Web. Typed in some names just to see <laughs> what they had to say. Ah, uh, the computer came up with these. Uh, Catchy name. <laughs> Kiplinger Magazine, which yeah, I, yeah, I had Night Kiplinger on Night. my TV show, as you know. We had him on our radio, yeah. old radio show too. Yeah, were, was it a very serious conversation between you and Knight? I yeah, bet it was, was really serious, was, money, it was, wasn't it? It was great. He was the fabulous. Was it guy. funny or serious? Come I on, I think it was pretty, pretty serious. Ah, yeah, uh, Knight right. Kiplinger. Kiplinger says about cryptocurrency, doubtful as to its long-term value. Mm-hmm. Okay, but maybe you want something, somebody bigger, a huge force in the world of broadcasting and podcasting. I think he has the number yeah. one financial podcast. He does. He still does. Yeah. Guy named We're Dave Ramsey. We're not huge Dave fans Ramsey. of his investing advice, but Dave Ramsey says not a good way to build wealth. But then, wait, I know on the other side oh, of the ledger. Hold on, hold on. I, I just got okay. Not a good way. That's, that's almost like a non-answer answer too. Like, it's like eh. no, Dave. Come on, just spit it out. A bad way he to build wealth. He didn't say that, which I think he should mm, have. But I will. For those of you who really want to believe. And then you could strike up the famous monkey song from 1960-whatever and sing along. Last last train to Clarksville? Clarksville or Clarksville? Pleasant Valley Sunday? Pleasant Valley Sunday. Uh, No, how about I'm a believer because you'll get a singer uh, in the person of Jim Cramer. Because Jim Cramer says, cryptocurrency, I'm a believer, Don. There you was go. Jim with the monkeys? He was with the monkeys. He took Davy Jones' place in the second movie. People don't remember that, but there you go. Yeah. Well, and then nobody ever Edelman. watched after the first movie, so it doesn't matter. Rick Edelman is a one of these Johnny Come Latelys. Rick Edelman uh, used to have a big show that he paid for on almost every station in America, and Rick has now gone from being a decent fiduciary advisor. To being a crypto flogger and a, uh, a, a 
I, I, Rick is going to be embarrassed. I'm telling you, I can, I, this is, I don't make many predictions, but Rick is going to be embarrassed and hopefully he's going to suffer a huge financial loss from this. And, and I really fear for a lot of you doing the exact same thing. I really do. Yeah. I think this, I would listen to these sane voices there, not just ours, but people that I think you probably could pay attention to are telling you this is not a good idea in any sense. And as we've said before, why do you need this? Aren't stocks, well, and even bonds over the long haul making you the money you need? Do you really need something else or do you really want something else? Are you fear of missing out because somebody else is making big money? Are you secretly running money down to the Bitcoin ATM and popping 10s and 20s in there? We did a podcast on that. I know. Please. If you are a podcast advocate, and you believe you have a truly relevant, viable argument for cryptocurrencies and why they make sense as an investment, we would love to hear why. We really would love to hear why. I would like to hear a cogent argument. I've never heard a cogent argument. Not one. It's the it's future of transactions, Don. It's blockchain. I know it's blockchain. But what does that mean? Come on. Why is cryptocurrency the answer? To what question? Please call us at 855-935-TALK and leave your your, uh, treatise. Or you can send it in at TalkingRealMoney.com. TalkingRealMoney.com using the contact form. And, of course, we take questions on almost anything like this one, Tom. And, by the way, I guarantee if you call with one of those comments or positions, we will put you on the air. Oh, yeah. Count on it. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Guaranteed. 110%. Yep, yep, yep. Not going to screen you out. We're going to put you on. Too much fun. Uh, Question. The question is on funding grad school. We don't get a lot of grad school questions. We don't. I'm 35, working full time, mother of two kids in daycare. Got the urge to go to grad school. And haven't been planning on this previously. So, wanted to know your thoughts on short-term funding. Looking at needing 25 k over two years. My prior student loans and credit cards are paid off. So, what are the best funding options since it's not slowly adding to a 529 or gradually saving for it? Cash out, refinance my home? Just deal with student loans. Stop adding to my deferred comp and other investments for a while and use that money, uh, use that to get some money for school, take money out of investments, or just push it out until I save enough money to pay for it. I enjoy listening to your show, trying to be mindful, and I do fall in that younger listener with no money category that someone previously thought you were missing out on. Yeah, somebody did mention that. So <laughs> they did. They're, you, they're there. People I just, under, I under just talked to a bunch of them up at nearby college campus last few days. They don't have any money. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And by the way, there was, was one guy with apparently enough money to put it in Bitcoin and meme stocks. And he admitted it. And I said, be prepared to lose all your money. But back to this question. And he, he said, yeah, you're right. That, that, that could all go bye-bye. Uh, so we're talking about $25,000 over two years and the options are Mm -hmm. borrowing the money Mm -hmm. in several ways. You could do student loans. You could, you could, as you pointed out, cash out refi, which in today's Mm -hmm. rates, wow, that might be the best one. You could just save less. So instead of putting money away, you're putting that money in your pocket and spending it. 
I think those were the three options, if I remember correctly. Yeah, take money out of investments, or take uh, money out stop of investments. funding deferred comp, or uh, borrow, or wait. Basically, those wait are the to options. go get it. Wait to save up for the. Nah, I wouldn't do. I mean, because the the, those things at thirty-five, I think that's the time to go do it. I think waiting. Yeah. Well, it depends on the purpose. If the purpose is to go get a higher paying job, change professions, et cetera, I'd say 35. I, I hate to see people. We were, we talked to somebody recently who's 54 and still has a huge student loan balance. Horrible, horrible situation. So you don't want to do that. Um, I would prefer out of those options, probably number one would be to slow down the savings and use that money to pay it. Mm-mm. Number two, we're going to disagree. Number two would be uh, it, it, because when you say take money out of your investments, then it depends on whether those are retirement investments or those sort of post-tax brokerage kind of investments. That that would be number two, and then probably number three would be either the uh, borrow, refinance your home, or take out the student loans. Those would be my options. Yeah, I I disagree. I'm going to flip those. Uh, I would, I think because, uh, she says it's deferred comp. So I'm going to guess it's a 401, 403. Yeah, something like that. So there are tax advantages to doing that. Plus the potential, the earning potential is, is pretty significant. The long-term earning potential. Um, I honestly think that if with the tax advantages and the earning potential, that you're going to be far better off than you are cashing out at four or five percent, or if you do a complete refi, it depends on where your mortgage is now. If you have a four percent mortgage, you do a full refi at three, and uh, take a portion of cash out of that to pay for the for the uh, the grad school. Student loans really depends on the kind of student loan and the rates. But I think my first one would be a if if your loan is high, your rate is high on your mortgage, a full refi. And takes the cash out for school because I'm with Tom. I think now is the time to do it. Yeah, at 35, I would get going. Mm -hmm. I kept waiting for things like this. I mean, I waited and waited and never did any anything. No, it's not too late for you either. By the way, I'm just done. You know, I got talk shows and podcasts and stuff. I'm really pools. I'm doing what I love. Work on your hair a little bit. Yeah. What else would I do? You work on your hair. Go to the pool. Your hair. It was fun. Uh, but that's what I do. Um, the last thing I'd probably do is to take money out of my investments or reduce my deferred comp because what you've got going there is such a good habit. That's true. It's a good habit. And it's it's bad. But you, could, bad incre- you could take a little less there and a little bit here. I mean, so some of this is going to depend, as you said, on the interest rates involved. If you can refinance to a lower rate and take the cash out, well, yeah, that's that's kind of a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. And your equity should still be okay because of what's gone on with real estate lately. Part two would be to borrow from anybody. It depends on the rate, the student loan rate, the HELOC rate, the whatever rate of it's going to take yeah. you to pay that back. A HELOC rate is going to be higher yep. than a refi rate. Sure. Um, a student loan rate will probably be higher, probably in most cases, than a HELOC rate. Yeah, the pluses are still higher than I'd like to see for most people. The plus, the student loan plus. But I think you're on a great track. I mean, you say you have no money, but when, but you know what your, your note says you actually do have money. Yeah. You have equity in your home. You have money in deferred comp. You have investments. You, You have money and you're 35 to have any money at 35. Makes you a winner. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Most people, sadly, do not at 35. Well, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. If you have questions, call them into us at 855-935-8255 or go to TalkingRealMoney.com and record the question or type it in. And Tom, if you need big help, you want somebody to help you figure out the messy portfolio you have, or you're just not planning. You're just kind of putting a little money around here and there. You don't know how your retirement plan works with your non-retirement assets and all that. You just want somebody to look over and go, okay, here's what you should do. Or you want a second or third opinion. Go to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com and set up an appointment with one of our Vestory by Appel advisors. They will absolutely help you for a while. Not for the rest of your life without paying us, but for a while. And there's no cost, no obligation, and no high-pressure sales pitch, right? Yes. Did I say that right? You did. Vestry.com. Vestry by Appella. Yes. Eight, it's Vestry.com, though. Yes, by, dot .com. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. I just want you to don't. Let's get it right. Uh, and, oh, by the way, you can call our office, too, at 800-386-3004. So there you have it. Do we have anything else to add? I think to that should do cast? it for today. We've got the bad jokes. What was the other thing the guy picked on us about that was bad jokes, out of date uh, references? Uh, we got a few of those in there. Sweet sarcasm. Yeah, okay. I think we've covered everything so far. We got yeah. the flogging, um, et cetera. So we're good. I can't think of any other bad stuff we did today. You did some songs. I mean, you did you did repeat the same joke. Over I know. And over well, that, again. there's the out of date reference. It just keeps on coming. Then we're good. Let's call it a podcast, <laughs> shall we? I'm Don. Over there, that guy's Tom. He's over one of these sides of me. It depends on how the thing renders. I don't know what side he ends up on because the because Zencaster does the rendering. So I think I think he'll be over there. That's Tom, and and we just live most of our life uh, mulling over, reading about, and of course, the most important thing of all, talking real money. Talking real money. That the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.